0: I have a really bad idea that you're not going to like.
1: That sounds like most of your ideas.
0: <laughs> um, Isn't
1: that how this podcast started? <laughs> yeah, I guess.
0: <laughs> uh, this cold opening bit is <laughs> actually inspired by a podcast I recently started listening to. I feel kind of bad because it's it's the Prosecco and Prose podcast. And they followed us a while ago on like social media, like Instagram and I think Twitter. As you know, I just barely check those anymore. But, well, especially, like, the DPW Instagram because I had to turn off all my Instagram notifications because somebody keeps sending me a million reels. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you turned off yours because I send you a ridiculous amount as well. Mm. Uh, it just makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> anyway, so I I don't get notifications on there unless I actually go on the app, and I barely do that. The Prosecco and Pros podcast, I was like, oh, I, I need to actually check out what these ladies are doing. Um, For those who don't know, Wendy and Amy, two saucy ladies, or sauce, depending on how much <laughs> yeah. prosecco they drank during the episode, I guess. But it's both. It's both. I, I went back and I wanted to start listening to like, you know, the beginning like I usually do. And then uh, they actually posted a couple episodes that I was just interested in for like their new they do seasons. So like their newest season was romance fiction, which I'm not a big fan of romance fiction, but they did like the great Gatsby. Mm. Uh you know, I'm a big Gatsby guy. You are so uh I went and checked out that and I've just been kind of skipping around, but one I am amazed by I don't know if it's all wine or just prosecco. I we don't know shit about wine. No. I don't know uh, exactly what prosecco is, is it champagne maybe? They always say bubbly. Bubbly, yeah. Bubbles, Bubbles usually mean champagne, champagne right? yeah. Some fine champagne. Uh but they uh know their shit at least it seems like. They they talk about the wine in such a way that inspired me to do a uh, wine tasting here with you and I sir. Oh, also fun note when I, they first followed us, I misread the title of their thing because it's Prosecco, the letter N in prose. Mm i thought it said prosciutto prose and i was really interested (laughs) in what a pod what a podcast about cured meat fiction would be like (laughs) uh so i was a little disappointed that they have not discussed meat-based fiction but (laughs) i still saw the podcast they're very knowledgeable and the way they covered the books is probably better than us because we suck at everything but uh i really liked how they they cover the stories and stuff they talk about and uh it's also family-friendly, yeah. which is something I'm not used to because we're degenerates, kind of. Or at least yes. we've... Be- when did we become degenerates? We were
1: always de- degenerates. Was it
0: from birth? No. Yeah. We'll get into that in a different topic for a different day, but there's definitely a point in your life where <laughs> you go down the wrong road. And I feel do, do feel like it started very uh, early for us. So not no no meat podcast, but we got fine wine. And the way they discussed the wine really made me want to, like, give it a go, you know? Give it a go. Uh, I don't have... Pers- not prosciutto that's all i can think of now i actually wish i brought some prosciutto that might have made it better because they always do uh chocolate tastings and stuff with least in the romance season i listened to some of the ones uh they were talking about like all these really good sounding chocolates and i'm like ooh, i would like that and it was funny because like they always try a different uh prosecco when we started this podcast we tried to do the exact same thing with different like whiskeys and stuff and it didn't last long we were not good at that so i don't think we're going to be very good at this but uh this first step like handful of episodes we did were awful anyway uh they sounded terrible and we didn't know what we were doing but we made it this far so uh yeah anyway so i didn't have prosecco but i got a moscato moscato uh my wife someone gifted it to her this is uh i don't know if i should say the name just because uh it's a local winery Mm. and i have a feeling we're not going to do this justice my only re i mean i've gone to some wine tasting events and stuff and i always just go for dessert wines i like the sweet wines like the cheap ten dollar wines so i don't know these people that are drinking these dry fancy wines i do like champagne too uh
1: don't don't lie to the people caleb you like drinking out of the spit buckets I mean, you know the it's taste like a good mix when they taste it when they swirl it around and they spit it out into the bucket
0: first off what who's spitting in the bucket I'm just drinking the wine. Well, I, but, am I going if I'm paying like forty dollars for a wine tasting? I'm not spitting anything out.
1: Well, I think it's so you don't get completely shit faced. That's
0: the whole point of going, isn't it?
1: Nah, maybe it's just to try wines.
0: I I don't know. I get like yeah, because I guess people actually buy wines there. My wife buys wines there. I don't. Uh, we got a Moscato here. This has been sitting on my window seal because my wife apparently doesn't like this kind of wine, or at least whatever. This is like a a yellowish straw color. Uh, we,
1: we don't know if that was the original color or not. I'd I don't know.
0: It's been sitting in my window seal as decoration. I don't even know when we got this. I want to say six months ago at least. And it's been in direct sunlight the whole time. And as my 12-plus year career in the beer business has taught me, clear bottles of any booze in just in direct sunlight makes that booze delicious. <laughs> not at all skunky or spoiled or awful, just delicious. Poisonous. Oh, an S- also, another thing I was taught recently, and this was from the Johnny Depp trial of all things. You go buy makeup pint now. Oh yeah. So I'm as you've seen. Uh, if anybody goes on the Instagram and sees the picture, I got my Lord of the Rings giant mug. So I'm gonna you have could, a big mug could, of wine. You could
1: here. pour most of that uh, bottle in there. Oh yeah. Make nice huh? yeah. I
0: hope that picks up.
1: I can hear it. No, just like you no, it just sounds like you're peeing into your cup. Mm. I hope this
0: doesn't like taint my mug. Like I just, cause the top rim is kind of wood. So I don't wanna it, Oh yep. shit. That was a bottle of wine. <laughs> holy shit. I told you. I hope this is good. I might go in the toilet if it's not. Oh. I guess so what we do first is what the smell notes I'll go first and then you can go okay all right I'll do the smell and the taste and then you do the smell and the taste because we have different uh, palates you're more uh you're a more picky individual than me I like yeah. experimental uh not experimental that's that's weird I am uh more more of a cosmopolite mm, is that the right word cosmopolite I'm a I'm a worldly man when it comes to delicatessence uh, foods from around the world, I'll eat it. If it's gross, I'll probably still eat it.
1: Yeah, I've I've witnessed most of it.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Any any drinks, any kind of raw fish, raw meat, I don't care. I try everything, but I I still I'm not a not a big wino. So what do we got here? Mellowed out a little. When we first opened, it was a little uh, not I don't want to say rank, but it's it a little it's strong. strong. Yeah, it's strong. <laughs> um. Hmm. You know what that reminds me of, Spencer? This wine smells like a relaxing Sunday in San Bernardino and holds a hint of freshness like the waters of Lake Minnetonka. (laughs) It smells like the first cup of warm herbal tea on an autumn morning. It has the lustful aroma emitted from a cornucopia of flavored lubricants. This will be a central delight to the palate, I'm sure. So, let me give this the old uh, official sample. Big gulp. Uh, Do I have to big gulp it? I don't think you're supposed to big gulp (laughs) more. Do you put your pinky up? I I, I don't know. I
1: don't know. Can you lift it with your pinky up? It's pretty heavy.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. That's battery acid. (laughs) There's a party in my mouth and everyone has dysentery. They got dirty shoes. I need to pour a little bourbon in that. (laughs) Mm. Actually, you know what? That's kind of (laughs) sweet. Once you get past the dysentery flavor, did you get you didn't give your smell notes. <laughs> You're making a face. It's not too bad. No, it's not too bad. It's not what I expect. I didn't think it was gonna be uh That first I uh, drink this. that first bite's a little strong. It's a sweet wine, it has an instant drying effect on it. It doesn't my have
1: a um like an aftertaste.
0: It doesn't smell like the inside of a skunk's rectum. Right. So that's good. It uh if I had to give it a... What the fuck? What is, is there a profile on here? Since this wine is not awful, I will actually give it a shout out. It's from the Washington Winery. It's a it's a local winery near us, and it's not too shabby, actually. No,
1: Like I said... Uh, it does
0: contain sulfites. Is that bad? Ooh, I don't know. What's a sulfite? Farts. I don't think it's farts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think sulfites are in prosciutto, so maybe we're close. <laughs> I think it's in cured salted meats. No, I would drink that again. My, yeah. my wife's actually going to be mad that I... End up drinking her whole bottle of wine on a Thursday evening, so uh, because she said she didn't like that kind of wine, but she does drink moscato, but it's always a dark color. I don't I know why think, well, it was an open. House, so how would she have known? I think she's. Tr- I think well, we have got two bottles. Maybe the other one was the mm. same bottle. I don't. Like I said, I didn't drink it, so I don't know. But uh, it's not too bad.
1: Yeah, like I said, because um, uh, sometimes when you deal with that kind of stuff, or even just you know regular al- you know alcohol, you-, you you get that bitterness or that like that that kick at the end, but no, that has a very, that has a very like,
0: uh, it
1: almost kind of smooths away instead of like lingers. You know what it is.
0: Unlike strong craft beers or even a lot of whiskeys and stuff, it's not bottle conditioned. So I don't think the alcohol uh, level raises as Mm. its age. And I think a lot of wines do that, but seeing as this is a sweet wine, I think it's just kind of mellowed out. Maybe Um, again, it could have just been like that the whole time. I don't know. Like, I'm sure everybody listening is like, fucking Moscatos are a sweet wine, you um, stupid assholes. So, yeah, if it's a sweet wine, I apologize to no one because I don't really care. Hints of... Does it have hints? Mm. Is that how you got to aerate it in your mouth? What well, do you get? The, the, you got
1: to shake it when you smell it and then... Uh, I don't know, I forget I forget the things that I saw on that Sideways movie.
0: It has a strong fruit flavor, but I can't really tell what it is. It's not grape. It's like a berry, but this is a yellow color. It's throwing me off. You know what? I'm going to sign us up for wine tasting lessons so we get a more, uh, oh, I don't know. That
1: would would be, if we ever did, like, Patreon, that would be a good, uh, like, Patreon thing. Give us
0: money and we'll do wine tastings to establish a wine palette.
1: And we'll, like, we'll record it or whatever and just be, you know. That could be interesting.
0: Uh, so anyway, folks, um, I thought that was going to be funnier. I thought that was going to be a disgusting wine that I did a spit take and it was awful and, uh. After, un- under, Quite well, enjoyable. Yeah, not even battery acid. Actually, I take that back. Um, I still had that lingering absinthe note from. Oh yeah. We had, we made our own absinthe like eight years ago, and it's been bottled. And we took a promotional picture for this uh, stupid bit. And I opened it, and it smelled really good. It Smelled like a peanut butter stuff, but it did leave a little like a bitter tang on the yeah. back of like bitter and tang. That's a weird combination. Left it in the back of my nose, but uh.
1: So, uh, not only do we have uh. Pasecos and Pros, two thanks for the kind words about the podcast, but we have th- to thank them f- for getting around to tasting this okay wine.
0: For opening our eyes to a whole type of booze that we have been ignoring. I actually am a fan of mead, Spencer. I went through a- Well, I'm sure, o- yes. We opened a mead store, not we, because I wasn't involved, but somebody opened a mead store uh, in our local area not too long ago, actually, uh, over the winter, and I bought like a bunch of like uh, habanero mead and just honey wine did that
1: happen to be while you were reading lord of the rings shut up
0: (laughs) (laughs) also i have gone to the renaissance festival during the wine days for like five years in a row or something and uh, again I, i i could taste all the wines but it's just sweet wines like if you ask me oh hey what's that raspberry wine like what is it got? you know uh, it's what kind of delicate flowery flavors and aroma? No, I don't know. It's raspberry or it's not raspberry, like that's about as much as I get out of it. Uh, I'm not very sophisticated on my palate, but uh, I will have to thank the Prosecco and Pros podcast for uh inspiring this stupid bit. And maybe we'll have more wines in the more future. wines. I wasn't joking, though. I think I am gonna pour some bourbon in that, <laughs> just give it a little extra muscle, you know, beef it up a bit anyway we have a wonderful episode for you probably uh stick around after this wonderful space music Spencer take us away with the rap freestyle that's incorrect <laughs> You are listening to the Drunken Pen Winery Podcast. No, we're not. No. Winery. Writing. Drunken right. pen writing. writing. Yes. That correct? I am your host, Caleb James. What do you ta- why do you keep tapping? Stop tapping. I'll tap what I want to tap. Don't be tapping. If you're going to tap anything, tap my gross arm because I got <laughs> stung by a wasp earlier and it's all swelled up. <laughs> do you want me to tap your gross I kinda arm? I kind of want something to touch it. I don't know. I just feel like it needs massaged. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, I'm I'm Caleb James, the host, and you are. Who are you? I don't you a know. Name? You always tell me who I am. Uh,
1: I have no idea who I am without you, Caleb.
0: With with <laughs> me as always, suffering another identity crisis. Spencer, the Syrian sheep serenader church. You got to keep those sheep in line. You know how you do it through sweet serenades. I like that.
1: Does he calm the uh calm the wild beast?
0: Yes. I don't think sheep are too wild. I mean, when they do get loose, and then you'll <laughs> yeah. see them for like eight years, they get real big and bushy, which is kind of funny, but I don't think they get like wild. Also, I really want to use the word symposium in something, uh, but I don't know how that would, that's like a thing, not a Yeah, it's not a verb. You can't be like, oh, Spencer, the Sacramento symposium, like that would be stupid. That doesn't make sense. But maybe. Maybe. Maybe one day. Uh, You know what we're talking about today? Sure. Romance. Yay. But first I have some news. Okay. As you know, I've been submitting work to various publications recently. Just get some stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a new story I'm starting to work on, and I think it's quite interesting. Um, I'm not going to tell you the publication on air, because I don't want any of these other fuckers to compete with me, assuming I finish the work to submit. But I am really trying something that's going to be quite difficult. The story, I have a 6,000-word limit. It's going to be starting off. First person past tense, then first person present tense, and then second person. Oh, and then I'm also gonna do past and first or uh, present tense, and uh, then and third person past and present tense. What do you think of that?
1: I mean, it seems like a, a um.
0: Has it ever been done before?
1: Oh, uh, probably. Yeah, I'm
0: sure it has. Everything's been done, uh, but I'm <laughs> not by me.
1: Not by me. I um interested i want to talk to you off air about that uh, you know about your uh, thoughts and uh process on that because i think like that would be the difficult part you know um
0: it's a bit, the way and I'm, I'm gonna hold off on telling you the topic again on, off air we could talk about it the way i'm writing it i think it would make a lot more sense like when you see how i'm gonna do it you're gonna be like oh yeah that does make I th- sense i
1: think i might have an idea but again we'll wait to offer to
0: we got more important things to talk about right now
1: like romance
0: R- romance also i've been practicing my rolling r's because <laughs> for those who are continuous listeners not just you motherfudgers who just all of a sudden come on oh, listen to this what is this ah oh, that's okay and then never listen to us again for you constant listeners we love you guys and ladies I've been studying Spanish for quite some time now, but I can never get the rolling R's. But I started working on it just the other day, actually. And I think I cracked the code. Ooh. It's about the, the tongue on the roof, the, the positioning. and uh, I think it also it's helped as I started uh, doing Latin. I finally started studying Latin. And I think we talked about this before, but that's like all rolling R. Even letters that aren't R roll. Like, I just, It's helping my Spanish uh, because there's some words that just they need that rolling R to sound right. And then there's some words I'm just I don't think I'm ever gonna be able to roll the R, but uh, that's neither here nor there. We need to talk about more important things, such as blah 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 books. I'm gonna take this from Z Does that sound good?
1: That they sound reputable.
0: The Reedzy blog is reputable. They have a lot of at least it's a it's a young lady has a lot of videos from Reedzy. I don't actually see her in the article here. Um, I don't know if she's Reedzy. I don't know. I always thought this was like a you know like a actual. Like what, like Writer's Digest or something, like mm. a bunch of writers. But it's always see this lady, so maybe it's just her. Uh, it doesn't have an author, so I'm guessing it is her. So whoever follows her, she, they probably might know some of this information because I've seen her some of her videos before on YouTube, and she's—I wish I knew her name. Uh, it doesn't say in this article, but she's a very knowledgeable writer. It uh, seems. What's that? You vibrating? Or something vibrating? Mm. Dogs a hole vibrating. Maybe. So we'll go through these very quickly since we did a fucking eleven-minute intro. Mm. You know what you do first if you want to write a romance novel, Spencer? If you want success in the romance field. What's that? Hold on. I think my nod needs a little a little turning. Oh, okay. Whoa, hey. Whoa. Because we're talking about romance <laughs> now, don't. <laughs> I know. I, I, I just get so hot. I'm wearing this shirt mm. with the cat balls on it. <clears throat> Number one, find your niche, Spencer. Niche? You gotta find your niche, niche, or as like most of stupid Americans say, niche. I don't niche. like it. I don't like niche. Uh, yeah, well. I always hear niche. and Apparently that's the American pronunciation. I say niche. Yeah, that's the French niche. pronunciation. It's a French word, right? So it should be. Because I'm a man of culture now, I try to use the original languages pronunciation, which makes you sound like a jackass. Something, niche. especially when you're like, I notice whenever I uh, pronounce Japanese words now, uh, especially on air, like when I do the editing, I'm like, oh man, it sounds like such a pretentious cock because. Like, I'll say everything just normal English, but then whenever I say, like, the Japanese name, I put the Japanese accent on it, and i just like, oh, he sounds like a fuck. (laughs) Because I am a fuck, I guess. I don't know. Uh, So, anyway, you know what popular subgenres of romance include? We're not going into the nitty-gritty of this. You know what a niche is. Everybody knows what a niche is. So, uh, quick overview. Write in a type of niche where you're going to get a lot of readers who are specifically interested in that niche, such as historical contemporary that's not really a niche is it contemporary is just modern mm. uh young adult fantasy paranormal supernatural religious or spiritual erotic erotic mm. and you know what's erotic bigfoot erotica that's a niche we've covered some real specific niches including the james joyce letters to his woman i'm not going to go into the, the explicit's later. of that anymore we're done with the explicit's but it's Tastefully gross. I'll, yeah, that's how those letters are written. Tastefully gross. You can listen to our episode on that, which is a pretty old one.
1: You know, uh, whenever I've just seen like romance, like, you know, you're in the bookstore or whatever, and your brother, and you come across that section. Like most of those, I've. Unless
0: LBGQ2 stuff is considered a niche. I don't think I've seen too many in a specific niche because most of that stuff is, like, what is being written right now, right? Yeah. That well, seems well, like well, the I was main... I say,
1: like, I don't know if I've ever really seen, like, Maybe historical like,
0: romance. I think what you're thinking of would be a lot of things like Pride and Prejudice. Not actual Pride and Prejudice, like, modern versions, but set in that universe mm. or a set in that world. Like, a lot of people do that. Like, they like to set things in Victoria era or things like that. Or in the 70s, even, like, you know, more modern, but... Everybody knows what a niche is. So number two, set the stage effectively. What does that mean?
1: Somebody tells me these are just going to all be like not only steps for like write a good romance, but just to write anything.
0: (laughs) Isn't that what most articles we (laughs) read are? Set the stage effectively, Spencer. Number one, romance is all about escape. I, I shouldn't put they have sub numbers. That makes it confusing. This is a sub list. Uh, I won't I won't use those numbers anymore. So we're just number two, set the stage effectively. Bullet point one. Bullet point one. <laughs> Romance is all about escape. And if the setting isn't immersive enough, readers won't be able to lose themselves in the story. That goes with everything. If you suck at writing, people aren't going to get lost in your story, and it won't be a fun read. Uh, speaking of fun reads, somebody submitted to us. They asked for us. They were kind enough to do that. Um, I, I can't think of his name off the top of the head, but I said we might cover it for our Halloween a feller wrote a horror novella and i think it's kind of comedy as well from what i remember and i told him well he asked me first and i said hey you know we'll check it out because it's a novella it'd be fairly short yeah uh ebook i could send you on your kindle um so i told him to send it along he did so we could check that out and i told him hey you know i can't make any promises that we're going to be able to read it anytime soon or anything but i think he said it comes out in halloween so we might be able to might not be the book of the month for Halloween, but we could probably cover it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk especially about with
1: it. The, you're saying with it being a novella, it shouldn't like it shouldn't take. It couldn't that be long. more than like a
0: hundred or so pages. I wouldn't think. Uh, second bullet point: Many romance authors go on to write a series based on their first novel, uh, so the setting needs to be a place both reader and author will want to return to book after book. Again, that's most writing, yeah. yeah, it's effective. Uh, what does destri- What defines a strong setting in a romance? Um, yeah, we don't need to. I'm gonna, I'll put this uh, list in the show notes because we don't really need to go into the details. Like you said, this kind of goes with most writing, too. So we've probably covered this stuff a lot. Uh, I thought this would be more specific to romance. Uh, maybe this will be. Number three, write a strong main couple. Do you have experience with that? I'm actually, I won't say I'm struggling, but in my novel I'm writing now, there is a romantic couple, though I'm not focusing on the romance. But it is kind of tricky. Uh, I already know I'm going to have to do some strong rewrites because, you know, there's some heroic adventuring and saving going on later on. And I'm like, well, why would this lady want to save the guy or vice versa if their romance is just like they're kind of dating? You know, yeah. it feels like it would have to be more important and more emotion involved. So I'm going to have to rework some stuff. Uh, maybe this will help, as you might expect. Romance is an extremely character driven genre. So your main couple needs to have your reader's head over heels, so to speak. Ooh. <laughs> see what you did there yep also we'll refer to them as the hero and heroine from here on out but these suggestions can work for mm and ff couples as well okay and the traditional dynamics can also be reversed such uh, that the hero is a man and the heroine a woman blah 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 so essentially maybe have one character more vulnerable than the other one uh if you want to do the typical one saves the other uh that would be more adventure based if you just want to do the emotional version of that, that's what typical romances are where you have the broken character. Usually it's the man. Uh, traditionally, uh, like I said, we don't read romance and we definitely haven't read modern romance. So I couldn't say, but traditionally, even in stuff like you know Dracula, uh, it's always been like the man has to save the woman, but the woman uh, has to save the man's fragile emotional state or something like the man's broken from yeah. hemiway he always does he always did that and like uh uh he has you know a war injured hero or something and the woman has to kind of bring out his bring him back from and the like brink of, back and break. yeah you know the, everybody knows that story i don't know if i can get drunk off of wine but it's tasting better you now it's mellowed and you know what it is too my big jug here my big giant uh mug uh lord of the rings mug aerated the wine as well uh, that's why the initial tasting was kind of strong uh, then once the air got to it it mellowed out because i just dumped it in there and drank it real eh. quick and uh I'm supposed to let it aerate um yeah, see this goes with any character the hero needs a pass yeah so we we get it we get it um we get it <coughs> you get it how about we take a quick uh, shortcut avenue to different topic okay side topic side topic what would you like to see if you were to read a romance as the interaction between the couple i'll start i would like to see non-traditional i don't want to just the like actually kind of like the novel i'm writing now it's not the man saving the woman it's vice versa but i would like any kind of traditional aspects of what romance has always been. I would like to see those broken. Cause I f- feel like at this point that there's tropes. Yeah. Uh, like the man having to woo the woman, the woman having to heal the fractured emotions of the man. Like I would like to see more modern couples, which I'm sure many books have done this. Well, I just haven't read them talk about like domestic abuse. When we hear about domestic abuse uh, and this can go with like alcoholism and drug addiction and any kind of things, but I'll just use domestic abuse as the uh, main factor here. I'd like to see like a domestic abuse situation that's more realistic where it's not just like the lifetime oh he beats me but I stay with him or yeah. like that kind of stuff or stay with the kids. There are cases where like people figure their shit out, you know? Yeah. Like some like cuz we always talk about toxic couples and they can never, you know, they need to break up and never be together, but sometimes like if you just solve whatever the core problems are in your relationship, you might be able to... Now, if you're punching your wife in the face, maybe that's not yeah. going to work. But, you know, I, I, domestic abuse isn't... Like, you know, it be emotional. So you can fix some things and people grow and maybe one was a cheater for a long time, but that doesn't mean they're always a cheater. I just... Like, people can grow and I don't ever really see that. In most fiction, where, like, a couple who has some kind of problems, they never make it, like, really strong problems that they can't overcome. Uh, but maybe there are... Like, somebody's a drug addict. I've seen... I know plenty of couples who, like... You know, maybe the guy was a huge drug addict piece of shit woman abuser fucking for a long time and then he gets his shit together and then they've been married happily for 30 more years or something like those things exist. I would like to see more of that in uh, romance fiction because I'm basing it off of like movies I've seen and stuff. So I just, uh, you know, make it more realistic maybe. Yeah. What about you?
1: Uh, I don't know because like without really consuming too much of that, I don't know what's what's been there and what's been like played with you know what i mean i guess i don't it probably just about what i look for like any any story is you know just like you know good good story characters you know that i like or can relate to um because like i don't know what goes on in like In romance novels, like, is it just focusing on these people's relationship, or is it like a...
0: I think a good romance... Can you
1: have, like, can they be, like, a heist, but there's a romance element? That would be fun. Like, you know what I mean? Does that still make it a romance, or is that, like, a thriller with, like, romantic subplot? Like, you know what I mean? I'm not sure what exactly critiques a romance novel.
0: I think a good romance would be one that the romance is always there but that's not the specific like that's not the whole story you know yeah. it's not just like the notebook where everything the guy does is to win the woman uh but why the notebook was good is because there was also a lot of backstory there was a lot of drama there like your high story for instance like that could be fun you have a high story and then it just happens that you know they're a couple and then you get the whole bonding and Clyde situation where maybe there's a shootout at the end or something
1: I, I think a, a cool thing, and I don't know, like, again, i read not reading it, so I don't know how often this might be done, but, like, how uh, you were talking about, like, uh, maybe more realistic scenarios of, like, maybe, like, with, like, them having troubles or whatever, and even if they get together, but, like, maybe they're not together anymore. Yeah. But they, you, you know, they still care about each other, and... Like, Which happens
0: to a lot of people with kids.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, still like, you have know a relationship,
0: I mean? they're just not, you know, sexually or romantically involved yeah. anymore, but they're still friends.
1: Yeah, or just or anybody that's been in a relationship for a long time and they, they, for whatever reason, break up. Like, you might still not be together, but you guys probably still care about each other. Yeah. And, you know, so maybe stuff like that because uh, that always them getting together at the end kind of thing, you know, that. You know, that that's probably a very popular trope in that genre. You know, everything working out and being together and, you right. know, bad sex.
0: Bad sex? You want to write uh, Haruki Murakami stories? Yeah. Ba- There's a lot of bad sex you in You know, those. it's
1: always steamy, hot, passionate lovemaking. Like, I just fumble in and bumbling, and people that- coming too early. And- that's a lot
0: of Japanese fiction. They uh, purposely show the real way, <laughs> way sex happens, and it's I, I actually like it more. Number 4 which completely shows us that we do not know what we're talking about. Use tried and true tropes. <laughs> I said I would like to break tropes and have stories that don't use tropes, but Well,
1: that's probably romance is probably one of those genres where it's like you could probably be close it, it, it's like it's like the Hallmark thing like all those movies are pretty much the same, but that's what those people want to see. Mm. So it doesn't matter they're going to watch them anyways. Or the the Marvel movies, right? All the Marvel movies are pretty much the same, but for formulaic. But goddamn God it, I'm gonna be there opening weekend to see every last one of them. You know, it's because you got mental
0: problems, man. You got mental problems, man. I'm just gonna go through the tropes. I'm not gonna read all this. Uh, there's the friends enemies to lovers trope. There's uh, well, they break it down. Huh? Oh, I guess that was the only trip to use. Oh no, one helps the other one heal, choosing each other all over again, and that's it. I mean, I guess they're trips for a reason. They come up a lot. Uh it's probably hard to tell a good romance story without using one of those, but I I don't know. Again, maybe we should read some romance, you know? Yeah, no. Uh you know, again, another shout out to Prosecco and Pros. They did a whole romance season. Yeah, maybe so.
1: we'll have to check uh, But see
0: that- like they covered the great Gatsby. I've read that and uh Did you a very failed man, romance.
1: Do you now do you consider that romance? Maybe. I mean the whole
0: book is just about Gatsby trying to win over Daisy. Like he just uh, he he purposely becomes a bootlegger to get super rich to win her affection. So I mean the whole thing's just about trying to woo this one woman. So I would say it's a romance, but failed romance. See, it's capped at the end, and she's kind of a real hunk of shit. So is uh, Tom Buchanan and her man, her main squeeze. The, everyone in that book's actually kind of a hunk of shit, <laughs> First, <it was laughs> except for that- Nick, like the the, the 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 cut cold maybe gay guy that uh, befriends Gatsby and just is always kind of like. Like there's a scene in that book where he uh he hooks Daisy and Gatsby up like to finally talk or what, after years in his little house or whatever and it's like pouring down rain outside so he just goes outside and sits under a tree so they could talk and I'm like you're a fucking cuck dude like what are you doing like don't it's your house man make them sit in the rain
1: oh they have, I'm sure they have pretty big houses just go into another room
0: yeah uh this one's pretty common sense carefully construct intimate scenes unless you're purposely writing an erotica novel. You do not want to be overly graphic, but you have to get the readers, uh, you know, a little hot and bothered. Uh, that's one of those things. I think we did may we might have done an episode on how to make a good sex scene, but uh,
1: I I always and I'm probably sure I uh, I said this before, but I always uh, picture uh, Mister Garrison writing his romance. Everything's penis. I'll, well, that and or just as he's writing it, he's one just, hand he's, on, yeah. yeah.
0: What you really should do. When you're writing a good sex scenes, uh, or romance to begin with, is to build it up. So you don't just start off. I mean, you can start off with like a hot steamy, but not necessarily romantic sex scene. Like a lot of people, when you first hook up, uh, you're you're still kind of strangers. So you know the physical act might be hot, but you know the emotional aspects not there.
1: Question. Okay. Fifty Shades of Grey. What about it? Romance. It's erotica. Is it erotica? because it gets too it gets too in the as zap brannigan said erotic (laughs) it gets too uh too into the nasty the
0: whole book's nasty she has a butt plug drawer it's nasty it's nasty she's a nasty lady and he's a nasty man uh i forgot i got lost here in the sauce but yeah i think you should build it up with any story really i mean you want to You don't just want to start off with this is hot ongoing romance and every scenes of sex scenes amazing and like you said maybe show some realistic sex if there's a full novel show some realistic sex scenes sometimes it's fumbling sometimes you're kind of laughing and giggling like real people write it like the real people don't just not every fucking sex scene is going to be hot and steamy between a couple not every every time is going to be everybody's clean and washed and wearing laundry. Sometimes you just, you know, you're in the laundry room and her butt's looking all right well, and you're a pervert. I remember this get ol- stuck and you have to help her out.
1: I remember this old uh Bill Ingvar bit. He's one of the the blue collar guys and he was talking about how you know, he was getting romantic with the lady one time and they were, you know, all getting hot yeah, you know, hot and sweaty. And as they was doing, like, their stomach strip together, and it made, like, a fart style. Uh-huh. But he's talking about since they've been married so long, it didn't, like, you know what I mean? It didn't phase either one of them. Yeah. Even, if, even if one of them did fart, it wasn't going to stop anything. It's not like they were, like, a new couple, and, like, mm-hmm. that happened, and you, like, did somebody just shit themselves or like, you know what I mean? But, but since you've been together for so long, yeah. maybe that maybe that would be a nice thing to go back to seeing stuff. Maybe like- Someone shits themselves. That, <laughs> but like, you know, because, you know, I always just pictured like these long, young, like hot couple, you know, in these romance things. And maybe, maybe like they, a middle age kind of poorly. Yeah, to where well, yeah, well, maybe the romance- Dad, mom Isn't as, you know, there's still that physical- element there but it's not the 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 focal point maybe it's more of the the mental and emotional romance
0: the sexual allure is gone because the most i don't know anyone honestly that's been together for i would say more than five to ten years where the sexual allure it's not like gone as in oh you don't find this person attractive anymore i'm talking about like the looking at him on a pedestal mm-hmm. oh my god like i would be so embarrassed if i did this or you know i'm shy and i have to turn off the lights because i don't want him to see my body and judge me. like yeah. at some point you stop giving a fuck yeah you can still be sexual and you can still find each other attractive but the allure is gone that oh my god this person is like a goddess i need to do everything to make them feel good and happy like at some point you just you know that goes away but uh in most romance novels just from the ones I've heard people talk about and stuff, it doesn't seem like that, that ever no. happens. Uh, again, there's probably a lot of, like, everything we're talking about probably exists. Oh, yeah. In abundance. So, yeah. So. We're, we're idiots. Uh, we don't read romance too much. When, again, we should because it'll probably, you know, round out our writing. Uh, there's a big hole in our writing, and that's romance and yeah. erotica. Maybe it's comedy to agree because we don't read a, read a lot of comedy stuff. A lot of books with com- comedic elements, but, like, a straight comedy... Like a Hitchhiker's Guide kind of thing. Like I probably read more than you, honestly.
1: Yeah. I I always assume comedy probably hard to write. Like like a good fool, comedy, yeah. like a full like like you said, not things that has no comedy, drama. Like not comedy elements or like there's comedy throughout, but like like yeah, like a full comedy. I mean, this will
0: be a topic for another episode. But think about writing a full novel that's that's just funny, just comedy. And you still have to have drama in there because every great story has some kind of drama. Yeah. There's got to be some kind of challenge to overcome or something to make it a story. And it's funny throughout. Mm. Like that's, you know, that that's a fine because you have to be able to make the reader still care about what's happening and feel there's some stakes. Like there's something that the, the protagonist can lose or something bad can happen or something. Something's at stake. But it's still funny throughout. Like that, mm. that's difficult. Uh, number six. Don't neglect secondary characters. Uh, this goes with all your work. You know, uh, have good backup characters, have I mean, side characters that people care about, and you could also have their own romances. Uh, most, as we yeah. know from all the fucking teen movies we watch growing up, there's always side characters yeah. that get. Uh, a lot of times you'll have the one of the main characters is interested or already dating one of the side characters, and you know your protagonist is supposed to hook up with this person and they get together. So you got dumped that side character, but how you do that without hurting a fan favorite? Make them like someone else, too.
1: Well, I'm going to say, like, the backup characters for anything can make or break, you know, your story, movie, show. Like, a lot of time, mm-hmm. it's those characters that the people enjoy and want to see more than the actual main characters. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's true. Number seven, and this one I don't agree with. Give your main couple a happy ending. Uh, not that kind of happy ending, Spencer. Uh... You give them that happy ending, of course. I only disagree with this, not because I don't think that's a good idea, because especially if you want more readers, you probably should do that, but if it's and i I probably base this on more because I'm a literary fiction fan, so my romance would still be geared towards that, so there's gonna be you know you know maybe like the wife with cancer or something like that, like not everything has a happy ending, obviously, technically, nobody has a happy ending in life. Yeah. We all die at some point. I'm thinking like a note the notebook as a great example because. They get together. They live out their life together. Great movie, great, you know, book or whatever, uh, great romance. But at the very end, like, one lady has dementia and it's very romantic because he's, like, reminding her who she is or like, whatever, spending time with her. But then they both die together. And it's like, is it is that actually happy? It's fucking super sad. Yeah. I mean, if you're crying, it's super sad, but it's a it's a great ending. So I, I don't know if you can say specifically that it has to be a happy ending to Depends what you define as happy. If it's just, oh, they get married and, you know, Princess Bride style, ride off on horses, then that's okay.
1: I'd rather have a satisfying. Satisfying is Andy. the perfect
0: word. You want to satisfy your readers in your romance. So that was the end of that list. Again, that was Readsie blog. Uh, I'll post that in the show notes probably, if I remember. Do you have anything to add to your romance list of to-dos?
1: Not particularly, just as... To, to read and what we were saying a lot of the things uh, that just partake to writing anything the only thing I would maybe say is if you're like us who um, don't have a lot of experience with the genre uh, to maybe do some homework yeah and read some stuff or at least like look thing- look some stuff up like you know see what the things are so at least you know like hey this is this is what's selling, I can write this and maybe hopefully get it, or, like, this is what's out there, maybe I can try to put out something different.
0: I can give you a what not to do. Don't base your character on Jennifer Lopez. No. No, because she's, like, have been married six times. Yeah. She just married Ben Affleck again. I saw that. But then rekindling the fire, like, yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of romantic. But she was just in all those awful romance comedies that played on yeah. every trip there is, and I like some of those. Believe it or not I was for a while there watching a lot of romantic comedies.
1: Well, like if you if you really look about it like there was a lot of comedies that had that are like knocked up. That's kind of that's like a romantic comedy. 40 year old virgin. That yeah uh, I mean and then
0: like even super bad I would yeah. say counts as, you know romantic. So
1: they they're very close together, you know. There's a you know
0: they they're very very close. There's a, there's a wild wolf under the table. He wants to go upstairs. He must be getting hot. It is getting hot in here. I had to turn the air conditioner off for this. Uh, well, I have nothing to add. So, wine, good. Yes. Good romance book, also, also good. good. Good to be good. 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 <laughs> no, good to be good. Great. Well, well, now you're just being a writer,
1: using the, big words.
0: The big words. <laughs> Stupendous. <laughs> Splendiferous. I don't know if that's actually a real word, but I do want to put splendor for us you know what i do want to rant on something not a rant i just want to give a little take in my novel i decided i'm gonna go like the james joyce style here and uh purposely use words that don't exist every once in a while or if they do exist there's just like a slang word that's not a real word just in hopes that maybe one day the book gets famous enough like dr seuss style where it becomes a real word like nerd or something like that uh, oh, so, that
1: word that came from Doctor Seuss?
0: Yeah, that wasn't like a real word. Um, or, or you know, famous Tolkien's dwarf. Yeah, like, his, his spelling of dwarf. Uh, I use the word. I think it's mungy because I was trying to think. Uh, like it was, I was talking about a mud pit, and I just happened to think like mungy sounds like a word that would be. And I looked it up, and it's on an Urban Dictionary, meaning kind of gooey. Like like it's what yeah. came to my mind. So I was like, that's the word. So just just a little fun fun sidebar. If you're a writer, don't be afraid to use words that aren't real, because they might be one day, and it's thanks to you. So if you like this episode, uh, give us like a review or something, man. Yeah. Say, hey, we want you to drink more wine on air and be stupid. I'm like, all right, I can, can do, do- that. <laughs> we can do that. We can do that. You know what I like about drinking the wine on air versus the whiskey? I don't get all mush mouth and like yeah. drunk by the end of it. Uh,
1: how much you got left in that glass. I refilled it. Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, I see that now. The <laughs> bottle's almost empty.
0: <laughs> uh you can go to drunkenpenwriting.com to check out our work. Uh we posted some new stuff and every time I get one of my stories rejected, I'm just gonna post it on there. So there you go. There you go. New fiction. You guys got the rejects. Also, if you wanna see Spencer do some sheep, sheep. serenading. Yeah, that's yeah. not too bad actually. It's not sexual no. at all this week. Uh, it's more sensual. Si- sensual. I mean I mean like yeah, I could see. Well it. if
1: you see what I'm wearing when I'm doing it, do you would like-
0: mm-hmm. I hope you're not wearing any kind of wool because that'd be kinda of fucked up. <laughs> I mean I know they don't get hurt when you do you know, you share them, but still.
1: Uh, yeah, it's gonna this guy would be like a fuck you.
0: Yeah, it's kinda like yeah. I was like, don't do that guy. Uh so yeah, Spencer the Syrian Sheep serenader on OnlyFans. Uh you could check uh us out on Twitter at drunk penwriting, uh Facebook and Instagram at drunken penwriting and if people still give reviews on iTunes, we could definitely use a five star review. Yes, yes. Because that, I guess, bumps us up in the algorithm. I always forget that. Again, oh, another stars. shout out to Prosecco and Pro's podcast because they always, you know, give, hey, give us a review. Yeah. And, and I, it reminds me that uh, we should actually do that because every podcast I listen to mentions that. And I never. Never fucking do that. But how
1: many podcasts do you listen that do that and you give a review to? None.
0: <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts, and the problem is I don't use iTunes. Yeah, that's the main thing. I use Podbean. If Podbean had a review function, I, at least like on the app, I never notice it. If it had a review function, I would. I would give everyone a five star review because I, all the podcasts I listen to, obviously, yeah, I like. like. Yeah, it has comments on there, but like nobody comments. So I don't. I don't know. It's weird because also like your follower count on Podbean. Because that's what our we're that's our host. I think we only got like eleven or twelve on there, uh, but it doesn't count people that use uh, like Castbox or iTunes or whatever. People's uh, Spotify is one of our big ones. If they follow us on there, it doesn't count into that number. That only counts as the Podbean number. So it makes makes it look like you don't have a lot of listeners.
1: Well, I know on the because the app that I use that's it's like Podcast Attic or whatever, and on there we have like. A hundred and like thirty or forty like subscribers. So I don't I know. Didn't even know that. Yeah. So like, but that, that that that's just probably having that that's who's subscribed. It, it doesn't you know. No, it doesn't to, mean like, they're having, listening but... or the, you know downloading episodes or whatever. But
0: yeah. So if I go into ours on Podbean, it says we have thirteen followers.
1: Yeah, that's not good.
0: But that's just Podbean because I was looking on here. Um, here's some of the more popular ones I follow. Uh. Okay, here's Jocko podcast. I have I, I haven't listened to him and I just yeah. have him on your out Don't trust me. Um, yeah, yeah. I I downloaded him because he did a, a Mirakami thing. Oh, no, really? Not not Mirakami. You should. Miyemo, have... Miyamoto Musashi. Oh, okay. You know, I was reading the the Musashi book and stuff, and he had a discussion on that. And I was listening to that, and uh, I just haven't deleted it yet. But so he it has, says he has eighteen thousand followers. Um, who's another part? Okay, here's dead robots dead robots 117 they got like what 600 a thousand followers on facebook like in their group yeah. so obviously that's not legit okay here prosecco and pros they got one i know that more people follow them because i follow them yeah. i'm probably the one like the drunken pen is probably the one that follows them on here like that's that's stupid that, that it doesn't that,
1: that's the tricky thing about podcast it yeah. needs
0: to factor in the fucking people that follow from other things because if i go on our statistics uh when you go to the downloads and stuff like cash block, and Spotify are, like, our biggest ones. Uh, iTunes fluctuates. Sometimes iTunes takes over. Sometimes it's, like, way at the bottom. I don't know. Uh, even, like, on Google Play, like, I think it gives us some kind of thing, too. But um, I have to show you this. I don't think I ever showed you. I'll show you that before we get off here. Well, after we get off here. Uh, but anyway, you know, folks don't want to hear about this stuff. So check us out. Give us reviews if you can. Follow, subscribe, like. Uh, we do this on YouTube as well. We don't have videos. just the podcast. I just use it as a backup, mainly because I don't... It, it takes an hour for each episode to upload, mm. just audio only. So, could you imagine the video? Because I did like oh, a couple. Yeah. I think well, I did one or two book reviews on there that weren't very long, and they took like five fucking hours. Like Jesus. So we're not, we're not doing that for any, for the foreseeable future until we get better technology. But anyway, we thank you for listening, and uh, we will check you next time. Ooh. Bye.